Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. This is Radio Gripe. I am one of your hosts, Joe, and uh, I am become the virus. Uh, I'm Jen, and uh, yeah, that what that means is uh, <laughs> that Joe and I received our vaccine, our first dose of our vaccines last week. Huzzah! Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, quick, easy, uh, mostly painless. Uh, you just get a little bit of soreness for a day, day and a half. Really painless for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm a person that works eight to five every weekday and some weekends, so uh, making an appointment was, uh, I was on the Wilco waiting list, but uh, making an appointment was proving to be tough for me, so I just went ahead and took the day off and uh, tried to do a walk-up, and um, yeah, here in Taylor over at the... Um, Health office, health uh, services. It's it's the county uh, health services, and they are busting out back vaccinations and uh, doing God's work. Yeah, yeah. And I brought my um, I had brought proof of my like medical condition, but they were not interested in that. So I looked it up, and um, I'm a little behind on the latest news <clears throat> here in Texas and several other t- uh, states. Anybody over the ages of 16 or 18, depending on the vaccine uh, requirements of the particular vaccine, uh, is eligible. It uh, has gone to Gen Pop, mm-hmm. and uh, that is going to be nationwide, I believe, as of this week Dope. as well. Yeah, right on. Yeah, so wherever you're listening from, uh, it's it's ready. Go do go do the thing. So uh, outside of that, do you have uh, anything interesting last week? Tappen, you want to talk about? Anything? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that I got about two tons of wood sitting in the backyard uh, because I'm planning to build a deck because who knows who knows for sure if I'm in violation of um, any type of codes. Uh, I'm going to say I'm not. As long as we don't put our address out there, they'll never find <laughs> us. It's fine. It's in the backyard. Nobody will ever know. Uh, but that's going to be a whole big project. I'll go ahead and thank my mom for the gift of the miter saw that I'm finally going to get a chance to use. And shout out to Dan and Trina uh, for also getting me a portable workstation. Um, so I'm not going to screw that thing into the um, workbench in the shed. Uh, we'll keep it good and portable just for funsies. Yeah. Bring it to parties. Yeah. And it's a great thing whenever you're kind of just holding too many things at a party and you can just kind of plop your little workbench down and yeah you know be able to set your drink down or just pop it down on your lap <laughs> uh, just real quick all the opinions expressed here on radio gripe are our own they don't reflect the opinions of kbsr as a whole uh, we're just kind of given this space to do what we do and say what we say uh thanks for that get at us at uh we're trying to show at gmail.com if you got a problem with that or if you don't well um i'll open it up with uh Just a local thing that I wanted to bring up. If you live in Texas, you might know a little bit about HEB, and you might know about over the past week, the letter, kind of open letter, that was sent to Governor Abbott from the chairman of HEB, Charles Butt. So He's the CEO. He has sent a short letter requesting that uh, Governor Abbott go ahead and fund the schools with money that Texas is sitting on uh, earmarked for schools. Um, there's a line directly from the letter that says, uh, using the money to fill other budget shortfalls would be extremely disappointing and a real disservice to our students. We are currently 42nd in the nation in education funding per capita, not a statistic of which to be proud. Um, he closed the letter with, 
We cannot afford for this current health crisis to become a generational education crisis that impacts the Texas economy for years to come. So, like, basically what happened is that Texas uh, did already do this. The first STEM package that hit in 2020 included $1.3 billion in school funding that went towards balancing the budget instead. Yeah, it's uh, it's true that this that we are 42nd in the nation in education uh, funding uh, and spending per capita. It's not a great place to be. No. Yeah, Texas is not known to be a uh, state that prioritizes education, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, this year has been really this year has been really hard, and uh, I don't think this is a, a super controversial statement. Obviously, HEB is highly influential in Texas. It's a huge, uh, huge employer and uh, a much beloved uh, grocery chain mm-hmm. uh, for our Texas citizens. On a related note. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to point out that um, Republicans are now boycotting Coke for their CEO's uh, belated com- condemnation of uh, the undemocratic voter restriction laws passed in Georgia, uh, the Election Integrity Act of 2021, uh, which we shouted out on probably last week's show, mm-hmm. uh, which among other it, among other things, uh, it's designed to reduce voter turnout. Uh, they also spitefully... <laughs> made it a, uh, a criminal act to hand out snacks and beverages to voters who are standing in line. Right. Uh, it's a double away. felony if you're trying to give away Coke to people in line, mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yeah. is the, uh, it's been called the Jim Crow 2.0 This law. is Coca-Cola we're talking about, right? Yeah, Coca- okay. Coca-Cola is, uh, they're headquartered in Atlanta, and they have mm-hmm. a rich history, in a hundred-year-old history of being based out of Georgia, and they're one of the major employers in Georgia and uh, during the debates for uh, whether or not to pass this law, Coke was largely silent. Uh, they made vague statements about uh, advocating for positive change. We all know that the time to speak out against something is after the law has passed and oh, yeah. you have received a, uh, a ne- negative feedback from some of your consumers. Um, in response, because they are so uh, influential within Georgia, and they have uh, donated money to the sponsors of this uh, Jim Crow 2.0 uh, voter suppression bill. Um, their basically silence on the matter was some, somewhat disappointing. And uh, in response to Coke's inaction, black leaders across Georgia and the U.S. began to call for a boycott. Bishop Reginald Jackson of the ME6 Episcopal District said, we will speak with our wallets. This past summer, Coke and other corporations said they needed to speak out against racism, but they've been mighty quiet about this. Hmm. So in response to these pressures, Coca-Cola's CEO, James Quincy, spoke out on Wednesday, last Wednesday, saying, I want to be crystal clear. The Coca-Cola company does not support this legislation as it makes it harder for people to vote. Not easier. Uh, it's wrong. It needs to be remedied. Well, it's a little late for that, I guess. Yeah. But he's not wrong. So <laughs> as a result of this... They have been, well, Rand Paul came out and said, we need to boycott, uh, we need to boycott Coca-Cola. The right wing is all about some boycotts lately. Uh, Sure. Donald Trump, and I got to pull this statement up because, I mean, fuck this guy, but. uh, Trump put out a statement recently, too. Um, Obviously, he's well known as a huge Diet Coke fanatic. Yeah. Had that red button installed in the Oval Office. Uh, that red button was already there. It's just it used to be used for more important things. Than Coke. <laughs> well, 
hey, whatever you're going to use it for the most. And if you drink a case of Diet Coke a day, yeah. that button could be quite useful. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. It seems like a mini fridge would be just as useful, but whatever. For years, the radical left Democrats have played dirty by boycotting products when anything from a company has done or stated anything in any way that offends them. Now they're going big time with the woke cancel culture. Uh, it's finally time for Republicans and conservatives to fight back. Boycott. Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, J.P. Morgan Chase, Viacom, CBS, Citigroup, Cisco, UPS, and Merck. Don't go back to their products until they relent. We can play a better game than them. Mm. I hope there's an app to keep track of all the things that you're kinda, boycotting. Because it's, it's, so, it's so much. I don't think that they're going to do this game better because uh, most of those companies, I could think of better reasons to boycott. And they're the same reasons that conservatives pony up to them. Uh, you know, companies like J.P. Morgan Chase, who are like just leaders of capital um, and, you know, have some kind of questionable policies. And uh, uh, Coca-Cola, another good reason to boycott them is the fact that they funded paramilitary groups in South America back in the 90s to suppress uh, unionization of workers. Like there's plenty of reasons to go against those companies. Um, yeah, and, like, conserv- and the conservatives are picking all the wrong reasons <laughs> to go after them. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, yeah, like Rand Paul had come out and said, uh, see, you know, fuck, fuck you, Coke. That's verbatim. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> he said the, uh, the CEOs of major corporations need to stay the hell out of politics. Well, fuck you. But it's a little bit different when you're accepting massive political, uh, massive financial donations right. from uh, corporate donors. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of looking this up right quick to see. If I can easily find a list of corporate donors to that to Rand Paul uh, specifically, uh, but then a lot of times it's kind of hard to tell because they vote to uh, they donate to they vote they donate to super PACs and um, you know super PAC donations that don't have to be disclosed. But right, right, but, uh, dark money. We know he's quite the Republican Party is quite quite happy to accept the money. They're well known shills. Anyway, the accompanying image of the uh, Trump message, uh, the Trump missive, uh, somewhat undercut the message because if you if you look at the picture, it's it's Trump smiling, sitting at his uh, sitting in his office, holding a can of Diet. He's Coke. not holding it. They have no. they've clumsily hidden the bottle of Diet Coke by just sort of placing it behind uh, his desk phone, uh, but you can clearly see it peeking out. Didn't make a lot of effort to remove that coke bottle from the Mm. uh from the accompanying image calling on this uh coke boycott they just had to position the camera so as to not catch all the other bottles of coke littered around the (laughs) office right yeah just go you know knees up on that one yeah
Uh, yeah, I'm almost not sure whether to talk about Trump for a minute. I didn't really prep anything on this because it's kind of not news, but basically we all saw it coming that his uh, re-election campaign and just his general funding campaign that he's been using uh, started using some questionable tactics by auto-checking boxes for recurring donations. So people that are his supporters that are going to a website to give him money are finding themselves signed up for repeating donations. A lot of people got really mad and immediately had to cancel credit cards and, you know, like contact their banks and everything else. And that's uh, my favorite way to cancel auto payments. Uh, Yeah. Probably going to have to do that for my Patreon uh, Mm -hmm. coming up here. And the New York Times. They make it so damn hard to cancel your subscription. Yeah. yeah, Call during business hours and talk to a person Mm -hmm. and beg them to stop sending it. It's going to be easier just to cancel my credit card and get a new one. Probably so. Yeah. Um, I still get uh, physical mail from the New York Times uh, for having a subscription years ago that I did end up canceling, but they're always trying to get me back uh, with snail mail. Hey, support support journalism. By all means. It's just uh, a little it's a little outside of my budget. right now. Hey, yeah. Go paperless. I do not have time to read these papers that keep arriving. No. Let alone do the crossword. I mean, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. Well, where I'll actually move to this is I wanted to take a minute to talk about Arkansas. Uh, if you'd noticed over the last week, there was uh, Arkansas was in the news. Uh, so I wanted to give it kind of a tiny shout out to Asa Hutchinson. He's the Republican senator. There's a reason it's only a tiny shout out, though. So he vetoed an anti-trans bill uh, that the state put forward aimed at trans youth. Mainly, it prohibits minors from receiving puberty blockers, hormones, or any other transition-related surgeries, uh, even if they have parental consent. And it would allow for healthcare providers to lose their license to operate for offering those services. Mm. So he vetoed it, and his main thing, as he went on to say, is that it was too broad, and it didn't include any kind of grandfathering for people who were already undergoing transition or are on hormone therapies or anything else. And so basically the state is just saying full stop, cold turkey, we're done here. This is not legal for minors. Um, it's it's pretty much You do not want up. to create a massive black market uh, uh, right. market for hormone blockers or horm- hormones. Yeah. So, of course, the state has overridden his veto because government. And to be clear, Hutchinson is also known for his pro-life stance. Uh, so I'm not trying to lionize him in any way, but I do appreciate his responses to TC, our main man with the Aryan plan, Tucker Carlson. Well, first of all, uh, your teaser, as you led into this program, did not accurately represent the bill. If this had been a bill that simply prohibited chemical castration, I would have signed the bill. But Tucker, as you know, this bill was overbroad, it was extreme, it went far beyond what you just said. And I made it clear that this, if this was about prohibiting uh, procedures, uh, sex reassignment surgery, absolutely. I would have signed that bill, but this, again, is the first law in the nation that uh, invokes uh, the state between uh, medical decisions, parents who consent to that, and uh, the decision of the patient. And so this goes way too far. And in fact, it doesn't even have a grandfather clause. But let me just ask you, I mean, there are all kinds of, we're talking about minors, children here, and there are all kinds of things in Arkansas, kids in every state are not allowed to do. Get married, drink a beer, get a tattoo. Why do you think it's important for conservatives to make certain that children can block their 
puberty, be chemically castrated. Why is that a conservative value, if you would tell us? Well, first of all, you have parents involved in very difficult decisions. You have physicians that are involved in these decisions. And uh, I go back to William Buckley. I go back to Ronald Reagan, the principles of our party, uh, which believes in a limited role of government. Are we as a party abandoning a limited role of government and saying we're going to invoke the government decision making over and above physicians, over and above health care, over and above parents? Cite one specific study that shows puberty-blocking drugs improves the condition. I would refer you to the American Academy of Pediatrics. I would refer you to uh, the, indo, uh, the, uh, the physicians that came out in opposition to this bill because they understood the risk to these young people. And if you prohibit uh, the medical care that this bill prohibits, then you're going to endanger uh, these young people even well, further. Have you spoken to any of the biggest employers, the big companies in Arkansas, about this? Have you taken any calls from Tyson's, from Dillard, from Walmart? Has anyone from those companies called well, you about this bill? Uh, no, but Tucker, you're saying, first of all, you haven't spoken there's no to studies, one and then you cite a study. Interest. Have you, and I just want to be clear on this, have you spoken to any corporate interest in the state of Arkansas about this bill? Tucker, I answered that. I answered that question and I said, no, I have not. No, you, you have not. another question. Okay. Where are we getting back to the limited role of government that we don't have to invoke ourselves in every societal position out there? Let's okay, limit then, the then, role then, of government. Okay, Let's then let why, parents then, and then doctors make allow, decisions. Then why don't we allow 18 year olds to drink beer in Arkansas? Why don't we allow them to get tattoos? Why don't we allow 15-year-olds to get married? What do corporations what, think about trans youth? What the fuck? Why does That's he, the real question. Why does he need to go to Walmart and ask them what they want to do and whether or not they're cool with trans people before he makes the decision? Fuck wow. that. Yeah, so he, he had kind of a combative uh, appearance on Tucker Carlson where Tucker's trying to like kind of pin him down and and be like, you know, why are you doing this? It's it's dangerous for the kids. And and he's like, look, I'm pro-life. Look at my track record. I'm a Republican. But this bill is too broad sweeping. It goes too far and it doesn't account. Oh, shit. <laughs> and there's just a lot of things that it doesn't account for. I'm sorry, y'all. I just, I walked home. I jogged home with the Topo Chico and uh, tried to open it. This is what happens. It's a powerful force. Yeah, I'm glad we got most of the equipment not on this table. <laughs> um, and I'll pivot here also for just a moment to uh, point out something else about Carlson over the last week. Uh, he brought up an old argument used by a white supremacist to whip up fervor and stir the shit pot. He was positing that Democrats are so in immigration and inclusivity because they are trying to replace white people in the electorate. I don't want to platform this shit too much, but we have now more blatantly Tucker Carlson coming out and using talking points used by white supremacists. Oh, more than that. He has a huge fan base among uh, white nationalists and white supremacists. They know that he has a way of expressing their rhetoric that is palatable to the normies. Mm -hmm. And yeah, mm -hmm. they watch they watch his show and they take notes. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is how you, I mean, I guess that could lead us to the big uh, White Lives Matter uh, rallies that are going on today across the U.S. Apparently today, yeah. And this is how, uh, this is how you bring people into the fold. You use 
you couch your language so that it sounds a little more innocuous uh, and a little less like overt, vile, hateful rhetoric. Mm-hmm. That's how you uh, you start to radicalize people and, and lead them down that path. Straight up wearing, you know, Nazi insignia showing up at the rallies has been uh, talked, you know, discussed in these discussion forums. And uh, guys, leave it at home. Yeah. Uh, because we don't want to scare We don't want to scare off the normies. And, and if there's any people of color that might like to join our cause, we can use them. Yeah. And those are actually intercepted communications uh, by admins that are putting together those uh, these rallies that we're seeing uh, happening today, uh, later today as we're recording. So we've got nothing to say about it yet. But yeah, people are saying, you know, really. I didn't catch the White Pride Parade uh, down Main Street here in Texas. I don't think we're doing one here. I don't think so. Sorry, (laughs) Uh, here in Taylor. I don't think we're doing one here. (laughs) Um, Texas is another story. My bad. But yeah, a lot of these people are, you know, saying to each other, make sure you leave all your you know, iconography and, uh, you know, Nazi symbolism behind because we don't want to scare off, uh, new recruits. Uh, yeah. Well, let's stop talking about this fucking shit. Sure. Big news. Yahoo answers is shutting down forever on May the 4th, uh, star Wars day. Uh, yep. May the 4th. Um, you, you, You you sound a little sarcastic, but this is well. I know that it's gonna uh, it's gonna it's gonna hurt them, McElroy boys. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, it's not gonna hurt them. It's not like you know they're gonna have to work super hard or anything without it. But uh, we're all gonna we're all gonna miss Yahoo Answers if that's not a thing anymore. The, oh, this is a little niche for people that don't listen to podcasts. But the McElroy brothers uh, family, entire extended yeah, family, the dynasty. Uh, they do have a podcast dynasty, and one of the things they do on their show is they they have an advice section where they answer questions from Yahoo Answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they can find um, absurdist questions on, uh, on Quora or yeah, Ask Jeeves else. or something. But Yahoo Answers, uh, it's the longest running Q and A platform in the history of the internet. It's been around for 16 years. And recent uh, years, it has become a cesspool for conspiracy-related content. Sounds right. Of course, it used to be a cesspool more representative of the broader <laughs> uh, scope of humanity uh, used, that hungry for be, knowledge. It used to be more of a melting pot of a cesspool. Now it's kind of a toss salad. Yeah, it's just a little, it's just a little like keyhole view mm-hmm. into, um, yeah, the the scope of humanity and their ignorance and. Um, desire and their quest their quest for knowledge you know and um it's anonymous so you can post whatever dumb question you want right without well i'm not saying without being judged but without that judgment coming back to you so the uh the internet archive team uh, did anticipate this event and uh i'm so glad is working to preserve for posterity just as they did uh with geocities when it was shut down abruptly back in 2009 that represented a huge uh chunk of the uh y2k era of the internet that has otherwise been lost to history yeah you cannot find these are uh, archived yeah you can you can search the wayback machine there are other ways that you can find um these rich uh pieces of internet history but uh, you cannot find them through a google search yeah no these uh these these grand tapestries of humanity uh we got to preserve them uh archive team member jason scott had said we knew what was going to happen uh, we don't trust anything Yahoo owns, period. There's been a whole lot of <laughs> sh- shuffling around. Uh, most recently, just last week, BuzzFeed bought HuffPo. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to take a moment uh, for a tribute to celebrate Yahoo Answers on its way out, uh, the Q&A form that we've come to love. Its disappearance begs the question, when the internet is inevitably erased, does it live on uh, in our collective consciousness? Hmm. Only time will tell. stuff but they won't come does spider have puspus what will my laptop get heavier if i put more files on it my friends did a luigi board and it mentioned me (laughs) please help where can i buy a frog not for sexual reasons (laughs) where do i store my period blood i'm running out of space Batman parents are died, then how was he born? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Did they think this through? How to draw Joe Biden so he looks sexy? <laughs> Why do my thing go up? Why me? Why me? <laughs> if I eat myself, would I become twice as big or disappear completely? Sounds like a theological quandary. How do I unbake a cake? How is Babby formed? <laughs> How girl get pregnant? questions that um you know we as a as a curious uh, intelligent species we're just trying to figure out the world and uh this was a way for us to kind of crowdsource that and and, and kind of know more about the world and, and learn new things and uh it's a shame it's a shame This is Joe hopping in with a quick station break for you. I just want to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our show. And thanks for listening to KBSR, Black Sparrow Digital Radio. Uh, Yeah, as you know, uh, KBSR Black Sparrow is fully independent. We got a Patreon community that helps us keep everything going here. And uh, they're really awesome. It's a lot of cool people. Uh, If you want to be part of that Patreon community, I would recommend that you go to BlackSparrowMusicParlor.com and look for the Patreon link on that page. Uh, From that page, you can also stream the radio 24-7. There's always going to be something on. Either some good music or some great programming. Uh, We've got a lot of good shows. Um, Some newer additions is that we have Queer Taylor. It's uh, airing on Fridays at 5. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, also, I'm just going to say uh, something coming up on the horizon. We've got the annual Black Sparrow Garage Sale coming on, on May 8th and 9th uh, here in Taylor. If you're one of the locals, you should totally get in on this. Uh, you can either 
donate some stuff if you're trying to clean out your house and make some room uh, or you can go by and peruse all the great stuff that everybody else is uh, giving up so yeah come by check it out it's going to be a good time also i want to say thanks to trevor and the mental state fair for giving use of that song dying in texas for a theme and thanks to Alex Cuervo of A Spectre Static for just turning it out and always doing good stuff. We've got an email, it's weirdtryingshow at gmail.com. And we've got an Instagram, it's RadioGripeTX. Alright, well, enough of all that. I'm going to let you get back to the show. So, uh, Colorado just killed a right to repair bill. Uh, making sure that companies can keep on screwing people when it comes to faulty products. Uh, right to repair is basically the idea that if you buy a product and you own it, you should have the ability to make uh, repairs or do upkeep to it uh, so that you can keep using it if it's uh, defective in any way. Remember when they used to do, I don't know if they still do this, the Kluge Festival um, at the Expo Center in Austin, I have no idea what that is. Oh man, it was so neat. It would, yeah, it would be a bunch of stuff that people repurposed otherwise uh, to make art out of, or uh, uh, to make it more useful, or, or, or yeah, oftentimes less useful. And it exists uh, in this um, absurd art category. But yeah, just just uh, handy people doing things that were never intended to be done. With, for example, Furbies. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. so much fun. I missed the hell out of it. I think it was there that I saw uh, all those years ago that someone had made a life-sized game of Mousetrap, uh, which was an old game uh, that probably no one listening is aware of or remembers, but it was they made a, a massive Rube, Rube Goldberg device that you could, it was really neat to watch in action. And they actually ended up uh, dragging that out to the Enchanted Forest for one of their art festivals as well. Enchanted Forest? That, did you ever go with me? I've been to Enchanted Forest forest once i don't know what happened to it uh in the years since it's i can only assume it's a staples parking lot but it's mm, beautiful probably uh but anyhow so um there were several hours of testimony uh, over this uh, which included a man who waited two months for a repair from the company who made the wheelchair that he uses um, another person who had an electric wheelchair catch on fire after authorized text installed a battery improperly. Oh my god. Totally fucking failing at the one thing they were supposed to do. Uh, and an adorable little nine-year-old activist who pointed out that the use and replace mindset affects the ecosystem very badly. There were also, there, there was talk about, you know, one person who had, uh, again, something like a, an electric mobility device and... It had an off tilt and this was giving a person like sores and it was affecting their circulation and they could have died. They ended up, you know, getting somebody to repair their uh, device themselves and that nullified the warranty and that yeah. meant that the company basically kind of cut them off. Yeah, but they literally had to do that. They couldn't wait a month to two months to wait for somebody to come out and fix it. Uh, of course, the opponents of this, they had nothing to really go on. Uh, they said that this will drive up prices for things like phones, which actually contradicts how economics work. Uh, if, you make, if you make it easier to repair and reuse phones, then this will increase the supply of phones, which will actually drive prices down. Mm -hmm. That's basically how that would work. And uh, they also brought a rep from uh, John Deere. So John Deere, back in 2018, they made a promise. They promised 
that they would release tools necessary for equipment maintenance and upkeep so farmers could fix the tractors that they own and rely on for work. They were using software locks at the time to prevent any unauthorized work on the tractors, which led to many farmers hacking their tractors with cracked software from Ukraine to repair them. Nice. Uh, in the three years since, John Deere has been fighting right to repair laws and has backed out of their promise to make the process easier for farmers. That's now that this shit. has happened in Colorado, that's just another state where they literally don't have to come through. They were supposed to enact in January of this year making software and diagnostic tools available to people so that they can do work on their own uh, farm equipment and everything. And uh, people from Vice and Motherboard have been checking around and there's not a single John Deere retailer factory that is making that available to the general public. Everybody says that you need to be an authorized dealer to have access to those materials. Mm. Yeah, this is a Another another grand example of uh, planned obsolescence and the kind of the perpetual growth of capitalism and about how the well and and use and replace mindset uh, as this uh, young person pointed out yeah uh, people are trying to get some legislation passed so that we can use the things that we buy and we're being told no and uh, that's that's pretty bullshit if you ask me yeah no that is complete that is complete bullshit. As, as more and more things have computers and people are able to, you know, they're able to lock people out of repairs. Mm -hmm. uh, well, just to say, I've been listening to the show uh, Dark Knight Diaries, which gives you a real good glimpse into, um, I guess, mainly, you know, computers and the Internet and about how security works for a lot of this. Something that you kind of pick up on a, a grand overarching theme is that a lot of times things are released and they have problems with them. And it is actually more up to uh, the public to find them and report them and see to it that they're fixed. And so some companies offer bounties for finding bugs and reporting them. And so then you can get paid for pointing out flaws. Uh, or if you are a criminal, you can find those flaws and exploit them to run scams and commit crimes. But this is kind of like the long story of it is that most of the time people will find bugs and they'll take them to the company. The company does nothing about it until somebody ends up using it they uh they end up publishing it and now it's known to the world and so people can now use that to exploit the company that's when a patch will be done and they will fix the problem hmm. companies don't really have for a, a large part they don't really have the biggest interest in spending all their money on uh, security and making sure that their customers are secure mm -hmm. a lot of them do the bare minimum until they're called out on it yeah and even then they they try to kind of keep a monopoly on how it's to be used, uh, what you're allowed to do, and everything else. Uh, but I appreciate the, I appreciate that uh, that hacker mentality of finding out what something is capable of, disregarding what its intended purpose is, <clears throat> and then just exploring what can be done with it. Yeah, back when everything was was analog. Uh, obviously, this wasn't really a situa uh, situation, but more right. and more things have computers in them. Mm -hmm. And when the company controls the computer, they can lock you out of doing any modifications or repairs. And that's, you know, their intellectual property. Like a thing becomes intellectual property. Right. Also, uh, so my last piece of legislative news uh, over the last week, this is a good one. We're going to try to go out on something good. Uh, on April 7th, New Mexico became the second state in the nation to abolish qualified immunity. Qualified immunity. We all know what that is, right? This is where... Uh, Police, public servants, elected officials can basically uh, skirt accountability for their actions because they are uh, state servants or whatnot. Mm -hmm. All right. So I got a quote from uh, Lori Roberts, uh, who is a state policy advocate for the Innocence Project. 
Qualified immunity is a court-created doctrine that allows public officials to escape accountability after they engage in misconduct, even when their actions send an innocent person to prison. The New Mexico Civil Rights Act represents a historic cultural shift in the fight for real accountability in law enforcement, and we applaud Governor Lujan Grisham for signing it into law. So, New Mexico, the oft-forgotten state, uh, actually has one of the highest rates of police shootings in the nation, with 120 fatal shootings since 2015. It's about 20 a year. Uh, I'll share really quick a story from some time back uh, that is pretty relevant to this. In 1974, four people were wrongfully convicted and sentenced to death for a murder in Albuquerque, and that was based primarily on a witness testimony which was later found to be false and was only given under coercion and threats from law enforcement. The ruling was overturned a year later, with one of those people, Ron Keane, only nine days away from execution. Uh, for the past 45 years, they have had no recourse for the false arrest and conviction because qualified immunity protected the police. Mm. So that's something they've been living with for a while. And uh, it's becoming more and more into the national conversation. I think uh, New York is the other state that is doing away with uh, qualified immunity. This is one of those things that makes me a little, little proud of my home state there. Uh, if there's one thing that I know about New Mexico, it's that they, they kind of like that outlaw spirit. And, you know, they're they're all about that rugged individualism uh, and everything else like that. Yeah, they have, wait, that's the home of the patron outlaw, Billy the Kid, right? That's the man right there, yeah. The Robin Hood of <laughs> uh, New Mexico. Yeah, who was, uh, who was an anti-capitalist and he was... Uh, he was actually fighting against land barons and, you know, uh, <laughs> racist policies and stuff back in the day. Living in the forest with his merry men. A lot of people didn't know that. Well, yeah, both of those guys. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how well Robin Hood did with, uh, you know, other cultures and people, but Billy the Kid was cool with them. <laughs> um, but yeah, if New Mexico, a uh, big swath, whole lot of people. But one thing that they can pretty much uh, all agree on, ACAB. Well... Uh, I actually wanted to go out talking about bioluminescent animals. Nice. Uh, if we if we might, uh, everybody knows uh, uh, some animals are, are capable of emitting light. You know, you got your fireflies, uh, your glow worms, mm -hmm. scorpions, fireflies. Uh, they they use um, luciferin, I guess, to uh, to light up their butts. So it, it actually bugs. creates a uh, chemical reaction that produces what people call cold light uh, because it does not emit heat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, with the scorpions, um, people use black lights to identify scorpions, which are so good at, at hiding. I've seen it. Uh, because they do glow under black lights. But a lot of bioluminescent animals have, you know, are, are going to be bugs. And more and more we're seeing that some mammals are capable of uh, bioluminescing. They have fur or skin that absorbs and re-emits short wavelength light as longer wavelengths, changing the color and making it visible to us. So last year, researchers reported discovering um, that platypuses, platypi? Platypodes? Uh, for fluoresce, a psychedelic blue-green under black light. Huh. Uh, joining the short list of Australian mammals, primarily Australian mammals, uh, that uh, uh, fluoresce under black light. Is the, um, is the, is the, is the platypus or supial? It is. Yeah. yeah. As many Australian animals are, um, they seem to be the home of marsupials. Mm -hmm. um, we've also seen some flying squirrels uh, down there. Uh, Flores and the uh, opossums, mm. not to be confused with our own possums. possums. Yeah, <laughs> they've got 
slightly cuter opossums uh, from my perspective cuteness is relative go figure the one the one animal that we really share and instead of theirs being deadlier it's actually cuter mm-hmm. yeah oh well i don't know for sure if they're deadly they might <laughs> they might be but uh kenny trebuyan i'm probably mispronouncing his name uh, curator of mammals at the western australian museum when he heard about the platypus discovery he borrowed a black light from the uh arachnology department uh and basically just went around uh to the rest of the specimens in the museum uh just putting a black light on them uh for a little bit of fun to have a look yeah what they saw was encouraging bilbies endangered marsupials with long snouts and rabbit-like ears had orange and green accents the quills of hedgehogs porcupines and uh Echnidas? Am I mispronouncing that? I wouldn't know. Uh, the shown bright white. Uh, man, I'm looking at some of these beautiful pictures of uh, a Mauritian flying fox. That is a bat. That's a fucking giant bat. <laughs> Frill-necked lizard. Man, they got the coolest animals. Um, of the two wombat species they examined, only one fluoresced. Uh, kangaroos didn't seem to do very much at all, he said. They turned the lens on their live uh, Tasmanian devils, Spider-Man and Bubbles. <laughs> he says the tricky part was having them sit still even for a fraction of a second. Sure. Uh, eventually Bubbles cooperated, UV flash went off, and voila, a cool blue glow emerged from around her eyes, the bases of her whiskers, and inside the cups of her ears. Hmm. Um, presumably all of its skin is fluorescent. But then most of it's covered in fur that is not. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this, I mean, this is exciting. What I love about this is that more and more people are going, going around just waving black lights <laughs> at various mammals uh, to see what lights up, to see if they get that day glow uh, glow. The newest addition uh, to this is not from Australia, but rather from South Africa, uh, another nocturnal animal, the spring hare. Uh, this is a critter that looks like a rabbit, uh, but it's in the rodent family. And when illuminated with UV light, it, it lights up with uh, pink and orange swirling disco patterns. Yeah, I had seen a picture of that uh, recently, but... They're I... very cool looking. It's a highly diverse pattern relative to other bioluminescent uh, animals, or biofluorescing animals. So these are these are color-changing porphyrins, uh, and the, the different, so a different process than a lot of sea creatures or the um, uh, insects. But uh, urea has been shown um, to, you know, bioluminesce. Um, so uh, it was at first speculated that these uh, like uric porphyrins or fecal porphyrins um, during grooming were being spread around the, the, the fur and skin of the animal. Hmm. But it does not wash off. So uh, that theory was discarded. I mean, it's still unclear like whether this is uh, an adaptive trait. Uh, in these mammals, whether that they use it um, to protect themselves from predators, or you know con how they would do that, yeah, or whether they can see each other uh, by luminescing, yeah. uh, and that has something to do with mating. But uh, yeah, we just we just don't we just don't know. It's still very early. Uh, we're still in that phase where it's a big disco party and everybody <laughs> it's, it's a it's a rave and everybody's invited. Uh, including humans, I would say, because uh, our teeth often fluoresce under UV light, um, mm -hmm. you've probably noticed. Yeah, uh, skin looks really weird, but the whites of your eyes uh, have a crazy blue property to them. Uh, your teeth come Sometimes fluoresce. your sclera, uh, but very often the teeth, unless you uh, have crowns as I do. I've got a crown right in the middle of my face, so if you see me under black light, um, it's not super flattering. Hmm. The, the teeth fluoresce, except for that one in the front. Except that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like the idea that uh, 
this is a this is a burgeoning science that we're still discovering. Um, but uh, scientists and uh, lay people are out there with the black light uh, in this giant interspecies rave that we are we are all part of. that's going to do it for this week uh we've got some editing to do some deck to build and all that good stuff i'll do all my house cleaning and say thank you to trevor Rand and the mental state fair for giving us the use of that song dying in texas for our theme thanks to alex cuervo of the specter of static for all the stuff he does uh thanks to kbsr for putting us on the air and to all you patreon people out there that are doing it to it uh we're gonna have the black sparrow garage sale coming up may 8th and 9th and uh there's also talk about a uh what would you call this a, like a telethon that uh scott what? abrams is wanting to do oh, yeah man. he basically what he's wanting to do is uh uh he'll he'll keep going for as long as he can depending on donations so you donate you know i'll, I'll give a dollar i'll give five dollars uh you know for uh an hour and uh or every hour that he stays on or whatever. And he's going to talk the whole time. He's going to filibuster. He's going to be playing some music and then coming in and talking shit and probably have some other people coming in and join him uh, and everything else. And uh, he's saying, he's like, yeah, I can go for 24 hours. I might need somebody to uh, like change out some buckets for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's, he's ready to do like this long thing. We're just getting it all together. So stay tuned for updates on that. Um, definitely check us out on social media. Check out Black Sparrow on Facebook and Instagram for details on that. And uh, check out our Instagram, Radio Gripe TX, for our stuff. Email us at wearetryingshow at gmail.com if you got some shit to say. Okay, well, uh, till next week, keep griping. Keep griping. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs>